Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Bloke in a Bar. I have my main man, the guru, Gurino, if he was from Italy. Gurachi, if he was from Greece, but just the great guru if he's from Australia. How are you going, brother? Good, mate. I've definitely been called worse, so yeah. can wear that one. Yeah, look, if you've been called, I've been called probably an infinite times worse by the people that love me the most. So imagine what people that hate me say. Called much worse by much prettier. So, Mate, how was uh, your weekend? Yeah, it was all good, mate. Uh, I actually was down at uh, Coogee Bowling Club, saw a lot of bloke uh, yeah. and dribblers. Oh, really? Their work, a heap. Yep. So how was that? It was unreal, yeah. I, I don't leave the house, so I don't know. If you're wearing bloke, sorry, I haven't seen it because I haven't left the house in fucking years. I went two for years. a rare venture out of the house and yeah. they were everywhere. Were you everywhere. like, when you walked out the door, you're like, oh, fuck <laughs> the light. <laughs> Mate, uh, well, I had a great weekend once again. Didn't ask. No one gives a fuck. That's okay. <laughs> um, took the missus to a nice dinner on, on uh, Sunday night. Wine and dine. I'm a wine and diner, you know. I'm a bit. I'm smooth, Guru. I'm smooth fucking operator. smooth, mate. Yeah, absolutely. When you when you've got a face like mine, you got to work with what you got, and it's not physical. It's all mental. Let's just put it that way. Uh, the variant has changed again. The government messaged me. They said you got to fucking isolate your two skits, can't. <laughs> and I was like, bruh, you can't fucking hold me down. Leave me alone. And they're like, no, everyone's getting two skits from the variant. You're fucking spreading. And I was like, I'll get the fucking potty for the boys and the girls. Anyway, enough shit chat. Uh, we have some huge news, huge news. Oh, sorry, before we get that, brought to you by the beautiful bloke in a bar. As, you, as Guru is just, uh, a Gurino has just let you know, the people are loving bloke in a bar. So grab a case of bloke in a bar from your lo- local. 12 stores in the spotlight. Celebrations Diamond Beach. East Toongabby Cellars. The Bottle Hurstville Grove. DY Bayfields. IGA Plus Liquor Belmore, Steve's Liquor, all stores in Victoria, Steve's Liquor has it. Courtyard Esplanade, Cairns, I think they've got it on tap as well. Uh, and they've been supporting since day one. So uh, shout out to the Courtyard and Esplanade, Cairns. Have to visit there if I'm up there one day. Liquor Barons, Wembley, Downs in Perth, Park Ridge Tavern in Brisbane, Celebration Chisholm, Canberra, Westbrook Tavern, Toowoomba, Reef Gateway, Early Beach. Imagine having a bloke on Early Beach. Life doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. So make sure to grab a case. The best beer in the world. And it is the beer of sport. No other sport, no other beer in the world has given you this much dedicated sport content. So grab a case, support the platform. But we have some huge news, Guru. Guru. That's if you were Latin. Um, Dolphins sign Jesse (laughs) Bromish. Now this came, like if you're a Melbourne Storm, punch to the dick. Punch to the dick. 
if you're a Dolphins fan, you just knock someone out. Boom. Yeah, very impressive signing. Um, <clears throat> I was going through it the other day. I think there's four guys in this competition that have won three premierships. Mm. He's one of them. Huge signing for the Dolphins. I, I compared it on my page the other day. I think it's similar to when Melbourne, their first signing was Glenn Lazarus. Literally the first thing I thought. Yeah, it's not. He's not going to be the best front rower in the game, but he's leadership-wise and everything. I, I spoke to Peter O'Sullivan on Friday night, mm. and the first all he said was two words, leadership sorted. Yeah, it's so true. And you know what's crazy? Guess who brought Lazarus to Brisbane? Yep. Wayne Bennett. So it's, he must... I wonder whether Wayne Bennett went back to has gone back to when he started Brisbane and just gone over the recruitment, gone over all the little things he did. Surely, I mean, he probably did. He'd be crazy not to. Definitely would have. He's, yeah. Just gone, let's just repeat that. Uh, it's so interesting. It came out of nowhere. The captain of the Melbourne Storm, the mighty Melbourne Storm. Do you think the only concern, the leadership sorted, the playing ability is sorted, but he will be 33, I think, by the time he gets there. Is that a concern for you? Or do you believe that the leadership is so strong that even if he's playing at 80%, not to say he will, it'll be worth it? I wouldn't say it's a huge concern. In saying that, I had uh, I had someone message me the other day and say, when you were talking about Melbourne last week, you mentioned how old Jesse Bromwich is, that he's getting older. Mm. I thought, yeah, fair enough. So I had to cool. backtrack there a little bit. Yeah. But I think this signing... If he if he plays for a year, I think his job is done. Mm. I think his job will be done in that preseason. It will be done Monday to Friday. It'll just be setting standards. Yeah, I you know are there better players than Jesse Bromwich? One hundred percent. Are they got like I think there's an argument that he's the most experienced player in this competition. He's That's played close point. to three hundred. He's won three premierships. He's been in trouble. He's come out the other side. He's played rep football. He's been under Bellamy. He has seen the big three come and go. What hasn't Jesse Bromwich seen or done. And been through the salary cap drama. He, w- he would have been in the club as a rookie yep. around that time. He's played uh, in five grand finals. He's won three. In your defence with uh, Jesse Bromwich is getting a little bit older, that's relative to Melbourne Storm, the number one team in the comp. Whereas, like, it's not the same as saying he's getting a bit older to a team that, A, has no big signings, no disrespect to the people that have already been signed. B, is trying to build a club. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. it, it's, the context is different. Whereas when you're looking at a red-hot storm pack, you're right, he, he is getting a little bit older. Has his footy been as explosive as it has been in the past? Of course not, but this is natural. Like the, It's almost a miracle that he's playing as good as he is with how much his body has been through. And I would argue that uh, you know a 34-year-old Jesse Bromwich isn't the same to Melbourne as what a 34-year-old Jesse Bromwich is to a new franchise. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a completely different conversation. I think... I. I mean, I heard Wayne Bennett talk about it. Mm. He is so happy with this signing. I mean, any for, any young forwards coming to the Dolphins, you walk in day one and you've got Jesse Bromwich and Felice Cafusi. It's not bad. You're not there to fuck spiders. And like that, that, you at least know that forward pack is going to be tough. Yep, 100%. Like, there's no doubt that they may not, you know, attacking flair, it's almost sometimes like a, just a natural gift in, in a sense. Like, obviously, you can work on it. But defence is all attitude. I know it's such a cliche and we all hear it, but it truly is. It's all attitude. You know, no one is really that much bigger, stronger, faster other than Jason Tamalolo in the forwards. Whereas, you know, you look at the Storm, when you go through all the Storm's forward packs, outside of Nelson Asopa Solomona, who has really been an out-and-out genetic freak? Dallas Johnson was a fucking battler. Cameron Smith, not a genetic freak. Jesse Bromwich, not a genetic... These are all... 
you know, they don't get me wrong. They're athletic. Mm. Uh, and maybe I'm, I'm forgetting someone. But like even a, a, a Crocker, which we were talking about how it's really interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that next point. But he's, he's athletically gifted, but he's a mongrel. Yeah. Uh, and so when you look at Jesse going, going to the club, you can almost be a bit lighter in the forward pack when it comes to experience because you, at least you know that those guys' standards that they set. Like wh- whoever gets through a preseason with Jesse Bromis and Kalis, uh, for, for Kafusi, Fakusi, I was going to say, <laughs> Fagizi, um, <clears throat> you know they're going to be hardened. Now, just like you, you mentioned there how important defensive attitude is. Yeah. Who's holding the trophy? Yeah. Best defensive team that was battered and bruised, but they were the best defensive yep. team. Their, their attack was probably the worst it's been for two years in the finals. Yeah. But they had the, the best defensive attitude. And it's crazy because no matter how much we talk about the game opening up and all the new rules and everything like that, the cliche you hear every year. Every year you're sitting there with your bloke in a bar beer. Well, the last two years. Sitting with a bloke in a bar beer and Gus Gould comes on and he says, oh, get that into your rookie. And then he says, defence wins premierships. But it's the truth. Defence wins premierships. I think as well with Jesse and you know, we spoke about Melbourne last week. I was thinking about it this morning. This will be the third year in a row that the Melbourne Storm have farewelled their captain. Ooh. Smith, Finucane, Bromwich. That's so true. And what's crazy is they had a record year last year. It just their, their system is a world-class system. I, I, I know people listening, they're like, I don't want to fucking hear Melbourne Storm mm. system one more time. And that's funny because I get it. I, if I was listening, I'd be like, man, shut the fuck up about it. But I, when you look at a guy like Jesse Bromwich, everything's achieved. It's pretty I incredible. I think Melbourne Storm system was on, on, on our uh, bloke slash girl yeah, I saw it. the other day. So. I saw it. It's so funny because like... I get it. it. It's hilarious when people, you know, take the piss out of us. And, and it, they're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. You know, we, I'm, I say in my opinion too much and I say I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I do. But when you're speaking for hours and hours and on, and it's so hard not to say things over and over. I, I threw it to my girlfriend and she goes, you say so much shit, you've got off so easy. Yeah. I could add another 15 things to this. <laughs> but so, it was funny. Call. It's a fair crack and you're 100% right. We do say those things too much. Um, so, yeah, they signed Jesse Bromwich. Now, if you had to guess, what's really interesting is I haven't seen any estimation as to what the contract is. So this was so under wraps, so mm. under wraps. What are you estimating they got him for? I don't know. It's hard to... I would say fives. Yeah, sixes. I'd say five. I'd say five. I reckon, I reckon a good, two, good two-year deal, 500... Is it two-year deal? I think so, yeah. Two-year deal, 500 each year. That's a million dollars. Right off into the sunset over the Super League if you want. Uh, I don't think they would have paid much more for that because that's getting pretty risky, paying, yeah. you know, six, seven, four. And I, I had a lot of... I, I had a journalist that I won't mention who messaged me when I was positive about it and said, oh, here is his running numbers for the last five years. They've gone down. I just said, it doesn't matter. It's not about... This signing isn't about stats. It's about standards. It's about getting a winner into your system. That's end of story. Yeah, it's about having a coach on the field. It's, I mean, how many times, and this is a Broncos fan, but how many times when we were, remember the dire straits? We had blokes crying after losses. They were that devastated. How desperate were, would have we been for Jesse Bromwich on that field to get behind the trial line and say, all you young fellas, yep. pull your heads in. We need to get this done. Not pull your heads about the crying. I, you know, I like that they cared that much. Like, oh, I'm not having a crack about that. What I'm saying is, is that's, how, that's how bad it got. That's how desperate we were for an older leader. Yes, maybe he's not going to run a... Mil- Here's a perfect example. Payne Haas, his stats are fucking... We've never seen stats like that from Payne Haas. But he still doesn't have the leadership qualities yet. Obviously, he'll grow into it that Jesse Bromwich has. 
Yeah. And and you know, even with his stats, even with the the year that we, we've barely seen a, a front rower do what Payne Hass has done over the last two years, especially two years ago, even that wasn't enough to lift the Broncos out from the bottom of the table. So that's that just goes more to your point of like there's so much more to footy than stats, meters, all that kind of stuff. All of these little things like tying in in defense, talking to your outside man, your inside man, communicating at marker, knowing how to get your spacing right around marker, knowing how when to have line speed, when not to have line speed, knowing when to pull big hits off, knowing when to slow the play the ball down or let it flow. Like there is so many little things that you how do you measure that? There's yeah. no measurement on Fox Sports. So I totally agree with you. It's intangibles at Kafusi. Like even Kafusi, like what are his numbers? Yeah, they wouldn't they wouldn't be incredibly impressive. They're not like but gets the job done every single week without and, a doubt and also the, another a factor about guys like jesse and kafusi is when you've got a team of really talented players that one week they play incredible next week they play okay next week they play really good then bad then okay then really good it's so hard to plan as a coach mm. because you don't know what's going to happen each week like how do i plan solid game plans that we slowly build up good example is trent robinson so it was the year they won the premiership, I don't know if you recall, but they started the year terribly. And was this 18? I think it was yeah, 18. Start, yeah, it was the year that Cronk and Teddy walked in. They, start, they I think they got done by the Tigers in yeah, the first and week. And it was kind so. of like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, Cronk is going okay. Teddy, what happened to Teddy? And so Robinson literally went into his team system, threw everything out, still lost a few games, but kept saying to the boys, this will come good. Trust me. This will come good. Trust me. And then obviously they go on to win a, uh, win a comp. You can only do that if you've got a bunch of players that can play consistent footy. Um, and although, yes, they were losing, they weren't getting belted. They were playing consistent footy, but they just weren't up at that level they needed to be. And that's what's so important about consistent players is that a coach can go, I know the output they're going to give me each week, so I also know what I can goals I can set, where we can go with our game plan. Look, we don't have that much power, so maybe we need to be faster, all that kind of stuff. And like mentioning that, that exact moment you talk about where the Roosters started slow, Robinson made some changes. Like I, I look at Jesse Bromwich, he's going to be the, the hard head in that pack. I think the Roosters, the turning point that season was the moment he moved Radley to 13. Mm. That's exactly... And I know Radley's younger and everything, but he was the hard head in that team. That yep. It just changed them instantly. And I I love this Bromwich signing. I think it's going to be unreal for them. I think it's a, it's a great get. Um, yes, there's better players in the comp. There's better stats. I don't need to hear it. I know. Yep. Leadership-wise, he's a winner, though. And also, let's talk about the context of the market. Who else are you going to get like a Jesse Bromwich for 500k to go to a new club right now. You know, you, you'd probably have to play 700... You'd probably have to pay 800k to get Angus Crichton, you know, or... And, and that's not to say, like, Angus Crichton's a fucking absolute gun. Um, who else you got? You got Junior Paulo probably demanding about 750. But that's the other thing you look... I love Junior Paulo. Is he doing he the same He also hasn't won a premiership. Three premierships. Three. I mean, there's what? There's three teams that have won premierships in the last six years. There's not that many winners in this competition yep, anymore. For sure. No, I, I, um, I think it's a great, a great signing. Now, the only concern for me is age and luck. And what I mean by luck is, you know, he's clearly durable. But let's say he gets there and then his body just... Because we all have seen it, you know, where players get to a certain age. It could be 33, it could be 30, it could be 29, it could be 27. Mm. It could be 36, it could be fucking 300 years old like Cameron Smith. Um, even though his body never started breaking down. But their body just starts to break down a little bit. That's my only worry. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I do think that 
you know, every year that goes on, you know, that in, the chances increase. But I do feel that even if he didn't play that many games, his leadership is going to be so important to the next five years of the club that you can cop those little amount of games to build something solid for the future. If I had to pick a coach for an older front rower, mm. it's Wayne. Yep. He might only train three days a week. Yeah, Wayne knows absolutely. how to deal with this situation. I'm... Yeah, I'm, I'm not overly concerned with it, to be honest with you. And look, it's a two-year contract. If he only plays one of those years, I still think it's a successful buy. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I totally agree. Okay. Um, now on to more signing. Dolphins sign Mark Nichols. What a, if this isn't a Wayne signing, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? It's, it's a battler from his old club. He does it every single time. He, he finds someone that he turns from a fringe player into a, a really impressive... Like Mark Nichols' form towards the end of the year was actually really impressive. Like it, it was almost to the point where you're going, he's nearly playing as good as Tom Burgess. And Tom Burgess, for me, is having some of the best footy of his career. Um, now, don't get me wrong, I thought Tom Burgess was their best front rower, but Mark Nichols went from a guy that was almost lucky to be on the bench to really making inroads against the premier sides and helping to a grand final. What are your thoughts on the Mark Nichols side? With all due respect to Mark Nichols, I probably don't think we know Mark Nichols if it wasn't for Wayne Bennett mm. walking into his career. But, you know, that's the reality of what yeah. Wayne, Wayne Bennett's able to do. He's able to get the very best. We've got to remember, Mark Nichols walked out of the Melbourne Storm system a few years ago because they thought they couldn't, you know. Crazy. like What Wayne Bennett's able to do, and this is why... You know, I am super successful. I'm super confident that he's going to be successful up there. I think it's a really good signing, and he's a locker room guy too. Yeah, he he's is. Where you got all your yeah. experienced guys. Now you got your guy that. I mean, my favourite part of the year was every time South Sydney put out any content to do with Mark Nichols. Yeah, it was I unreal. Loved it. Absolutely, it was so good. Yeah, locker room guy for sure. Locker room guy, going to get the job done. Wouldn't have broke the bank. You know, you're looking at. You're honestly looking. What so it was a two year deal? He probably. 300 a year, maybe even 250, which he would love. He'd be stoked with. It's unreal, yep. Uh, and you know that he's going to go and rip and tear because he's given him an opportunity at the end of his career. I think it's a another shrewd signing. Now, the concern still is, though, you need your game breakers. You need your game breakers. Uh, there is reports that Anthony Milford may sit the year out and then sign with the Dolphins. Um, you know, pending everything, if, if it all turns out, you know, that... He's cleared of those charges. I think that would be great. Obviously, if he isn't cleared, then that's a very, you know, poor... It's a, yeah, it's not good um, at all. But uh, assuming that, you know, if he does does pull through, Anthony Milford could be an option for that sixth role, which would actually save them a ton of money, a ton of money. For sure. And, you know, along with <coughs> Milf, there is, you know, we've been going through all these teams. How many really quality guys are there that aren't making 17s at the moment? Mm. I mean, they're... Oh. That there's going to be so many options for them to throw money at them. Yeah. As much as they don't have a superstar, and if you would have asked me six weeks ago, I was really worried. Mm. I was really worried that they hadn't learned anyone yet. I'm sort of... There is still going to be a handful of proper stars that I think they're going to be able to get over the next year. And um, talking to Peter O'Sullivan the other day, he said that they've got a lot of young guys that they're waiting to announce. Okay. So, you know, I, I don't know what young means, whether that means not in first grade yet mm. or young... But I, mate, there's so much talent in this competition that aren't in 17s every week, mm. that a call from Wayne Bennett will change their career, like, in do an you, instant. Do you think they're still gearing up for a massive Ponga play? Ponga, Munster, Harry Grant, maybe, I don't know. Uh, but I'm sure that there, there, there must be someone 
but I think they're reasonably confident they can because get their paws on. I do know that they thought they had Brendan Smith, as in basically had a meeting with him. They thought it was a done deal, and then you know, so they pulled back on a lot of things they were doing, mm. and then obviously he decided to go with the Roosters. Uh, so it is interesting that that was their plan A. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So it, the way they're building their squad, it's a very different conversation when you're trying to get an, a star nine to trying to get a star six, star seven. Do you think that they've sat back and gone, okay, we need to recalibrate here. We've missed out on a nine, so now we need to spend them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. squad building is so complex. Well, like, as much as he's not the best player in the competition, I think a guy that I would be targeting now is Cody Nicarima. He can cover nine and seven. I believe he's got some family out there as well. So he's a guy that I'd be going for. And then you can sort of start to work around him as well. Mm. Whether that means you target a big-time nine, but I'm not sure if there's any other big-time... You know, Harry Grant, if they could pull him away. But that's the other thing. Melbourne's sitting on a ton of coin that they can throw around now. It's going to be interesting. The Harry Grant situation is really interesting because my understanding is he's a Queensland boy, obviously, and and he loves Queensland. And so that that lure of being able to come back to Queensland and when you're, you know, he's a very outdoorsy guy. I think he surfs, you know, so that's it sounds like such a small thing like, oh, yeah, cool. He surfs. But that that lifestyle going to Melbourne when it it does affect you, you know, a good example is I'm from the Gold Coast. So I'm used to like thongs, you know, the beach and just very outdoorsy. When I went to New Zealand, it rattled me that yeah. it was constantly raining and constantly cold. I had to wear jeans everywhere. I had to wear shoes everywhere. And it sounds so pathetic and, and childish. But I'm telling you, like, if you're from a, an area where you're, you were brought up in a certain way, a lifestyle, like how many times do we see, you know, young Indigenous fellows that come maybe from Townsville and that, and they come down to Sydney and it's just not what they want. Yeah. Or, and me, I, you know, I'm a white fellow. I went to New Zealand and, and I, I was missing Gold Coast and Queensland so bad that I was willing to take a massive pay cut and, and not take my second. So I had two years with a third-year option at the Warriors. I took a huge pay cut to come back to the Broncos just because I wanted to be happy and living in Queensland. And so it's really interesting with Harry Grant because I know it sounds like, oh, well, don't you just want to win Prems and that? And yeah, true. But lifestyle is so important. It's why well, the Canberra, Canberra Raiders yeah. have got so many English players or had so many English players. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense. Mm. Uh, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see that Harry Grant situation unfold. You know, do the Storm throw a mammoth contract at him or, you know, it, fuck, if they lost Cheese and Grant, fuck. Sort of circling back here a little bit to some extent, but do you look at this situation in Melbourne, everyone leaving? As Craig Bellamy maybe said, I'm on my way out here. I don't think he'd do that, that too to the, deep. I don't think he'd do that to the club. You know, I th- surely he loves the club. Mm. You know, their, their whole mo is basically no one's bigger than the club. I think I think they've proven that time and time it's again. So weird to see so many guys. I think, and I think we spoke about this off air or, or maybe on air. I think the Storm are really good at identifying when a player is about to hit a, a, a level that isn't what the Storm level is. You know, Dale Finucane, for example, he was their co-captain. Uh, and they, to my understanding, outside looking in, I've got no inside information, but it looked like they helped him find a good deal to free up money to keep the cheeses of their 13. And that's a big call that a lot of other clubs wouldn't have made, mm. a lot of other clubs. But the Storm seem to do it so well where they're so honest with the players with like, look, we don't see a space for you here. 
We've only got this amount, but we will try to help you get a get a new deal or whatever. And and Dale Finucane, although I think he's in a great signing for the Sharks, he hasn't played his best footy he's because of his injuries and mm. that for the last year or two. And so do you feel that, you know, maybe Stormer have kind of they've prepared for this, Jesse's getting a bit older, maybe it's that is the time. Because very rarely do you see the Storm hold on to a player for too long. Well, And this is the first time ever I've looked at the Storm on paper and gone, they don't look prepared for this. Mm. And I, you know, I'm confident I'll be wrong. And I'm not saying they're not prepared, but just when you look at their squad, it looks like they're not prepared to lose. No, I agree. Cheese, Bromwich. Like, it, it, it's a tough situation Kifusi. they're in. Kafusi, yeah, there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of guys to bring in there and there's not a heap of strike in their extended squad, mm. but... As we know, Craig Bellamy can get the very best out of anything, anyone. Yeah. So I feel like we say it every year, but I, this is his biggest challenge. This is his biggest challenge. It really does. Like not only is he battling this next generation culture that seems to exist with the younger boys, which is is you know totally understandable. He's battling using losing truly his old guard. If you had to predict the next captain of Melbourne, is it Munster's time? Do we give it to Welsh? Do you give it to Harry Grant for the next 10 oh, I, I think I think Welsh probably Welsh. is your man for, for another year or two, and then Cam's your man. I think that's probably the direction you go. I think that Welsh has been such a leader. When we, he's been their best front rower, in my opinion. Yep, yep, um, sure. And so I think that basically what will happen is Welsh becomes captain for the next three years, and then he probably gets, you know, the same, you know, probably gets moved on. Maybe, I mean, I could be wrong, but... When you just look, at, when you compare it to, if they're willing to move Jesse on at 33, who's still playing, oh, thir- yes, at, when he'll be 33 when he moves, they're probably that's probably the age they start looking at forwards and going, looking at their numbers each year mm. and seeing how they're going. I think that I think Christian Walsh, they go, the um, the leader. It'll be interesting to see if Munster comes out this year and has the season that we're hoping he has, though. But like the problem with giving it him for 2023 is like, you probably want to see 24 months. Of it from him. Of the real deal. Yeah. yeah. Rather than... Because we know this next 12 months he's going to be ripping and tearing. Yeah. But will will he do it again for that next 12 months? Whereas Christian Walsh, I feel, is like a very smart option. Um, don't get me wrong. They could go Cam Munster and he could absolutely brain it. I actually thought a year or two ago I, I wouldn't have... Before this drama happened, when we kind of thought, oh, Munster has turned the corner and he's... he's um, and, and don't get me wrong. I think Munster had a lot of personal stuff this year that went on. I actually was already saying like, oh, maybe Munster could be the next guy, but I think this is kind of, it's just, it's just, he's, he took two steps forwards and now he took a step back. I, I remember before this drama this year thinking, Munster's probably the next captain yeah, of Queensland here. Agreed. Uh, yeah, and agreed. Melbourne. Um, <clears throat> who, who's your next captain of Queensland? Whew, is a, DCE uh, playing till he retires? That's a tough one. I mean, that that's, a, that's a really, really tough one. You know, Oh, that's tough. Next captain of Queensland. Is it Welsh as well? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What, Reese Walsh? No, oh, no, uh, uh, Christian Walsh. Christian Walsh yeah. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. It's a bold call. <laughs> it's a bold call. <laughs> Not my boldest, but still bold. <laughs> um, 
probably Christian Walsh because he has delivered in the Origin mm. Arena. He, without Christian Walsh, we don't win. Uh, we don't win the you know the greatest ever victory. You know. He's your first forward pick. Like he truly, and he has surprised me. I didn't think he physically had it in him to mm. go that next level, uh, and he truly did. Yep. He's he the lines his line speed leading that forward pack against New South Wales in that third game. It was just like relentless, relentless. So I think you're probably going to go with Christian Walsh. I think DCE, the only way DCE doesn't, you know, probably retire captain is if Sam Walker gets that spot from him. I don't think that'll happen this year coming. But the following year, maybe Sam Walker does take that jersey. Uh, again, you know, who knows? Another half could pop up or, or DCE continues to play some good footy. Or maybe Munster in not this coming year, but the following year. Because I, I personally believe that Queensland are a more dangerous side when Munster is the the tip of the spear. Mm. Uh, I think DCE is really good at laying the platform for Munster, but when DCE is the tip of the spear, I think that it, it throws Munster off a bit, and they don't work really well together. Put it this way. DCE can lay the foundation and be the tip of, tip of the spear to an extent, whereas I think Munster can just be the tip of the spear. You don't, he can lay the foundation, but not to the same ability that probably DCE can. Um, so, yeah, interesting. Interesting. I don't know what the answer is to that. You can't throw one more hypothetical at you. Yeah, We're getting further and further yeah, away no, well, from of it. Of course But anyway, if DCE was to be injured for Origin this year, yep. do you go Walker or do you go Hunt? Oh, man. That's a tough, tough Do you go ball. whoever would be better for Munster or do you, like... I, I think you go Hunt. I think Hunt, you go Hunt. Yeah. And, you okay. just say, and you just say to Benny, Brucey, just lay the platform and let Munster attack. I thought he was Queensland's best player in Game 3 last year. <laughs> you know, he I, brained it. Like he was I, know, like, I know that I'm probably wrong and I think he's a better 9 than 7. He's a heaps better 9 than 7. I, I don't think there's any fuck. denying it in any way, shape or form. He's so good. Like, at 9, he is unbelievable. Don't get me wrong. He had one of his best years outside of his, some of his years at Broncos. Last year, four Dragons. He had one of his he's best great. years. Yeah, he was yep. great. But I love him at 9. And I know he wants to play 7, so I don't want to you know, disrespect. When you're a player and you hear that, you're like, oh, come on, bro. But I just love him. I think he's a good, a really good 7. I think he's a great 9. Like a great night. I agree. I, it, it, yeah, I had someone message me the other day and say, do you think Ben Hunt will lint back up with the Dolphins? And I sort of said, oh, I was pitching him in the seventh. Then I was like, fuck, if they signed him as a nine, yeah, that's that, a, that would, would be unreal. That if, would if be he, unreal. If he linked up with Wayne again. It would also be unreal because, like, let's say you sign him as a nine, but you fail to sign a seven. But you've got, you've got a solid nine. You've got a Nicarima there. Exactly. You just chuck, you chuck Brucey in at seven. Yeah. That's interesting. Ben Hunt to the to the... On a on a on a, a discounted deal, I tell you what, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, Brucey. What's he signed? What year is he signed till? Um, I don't mind it at all, actually. Dragons have so many young halves coming through, and they and you just know they're not paying him a million a year again. Twenty three. Ooh, it's not a bad signing. He'll be what thirty one? About thirty one. Imagine if Wayne gets Milf and Hunt. Back. And he could afford that because, like, discounted. <laughs> and he'll make it work. You yeah. know he will. <laughs> oh my god! Could it be? Could the re- reunion of Milford and, and Hunt? Um, yeah, great signings. Great signings. Now, uh, I think it was yesterday. Peter Vlandis has come out uh, on Fox League, 
And obviously there's been a lot of chitter chatter about the rules and all the changes and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and as you guys know on the podcast, I'm sure you spoke about it well on podcast for quite a while now. I've been saying that this six again rule, because it wasn't tested in New South Wales Cup, we didn't, and in Queensland Cup, we didn't give it time to see how coaches would exploit it. And so coaches were going, all right, if they're in their own end, we'll give away an extra tackle and we'll just tackle one more tackle but the, the difference is, is that if we just like honestly absurdly lie on the ruck, so much so that our whole line is set, then the the attacking team loses that whole set because we it's look at the grand final. Look exhibit what, A. Yep. Exhibit A. Penrith Panthers just said, fuck it. We'll be offside. We'll line them. And the first two tackles will do that. If we get pinged, we're happy to make an extra tackle. And for so long, I was constantly saying, how much as an attacking team would you rather you get a penalty on your first tackle and then kick the ball 40 meters out now you're in an attacking set it, it was like it, it seemed so obvious to me and, it, and that was the the issue i had with the rule changes that they didn't give it enough time to test it in reserve grade but anyway they the rules happened which i'm happy they did happen because i thought the wrestle was killing the game so if landis has come out and said we want to consolidate the rules now they need they now need bedding down it certainly opened the game up to be more entertaining and brought the brilliant players back into vogue. Vogue means into fashion, people. Uh, without the rule changes, I don't think players like Sam Walker and Reese Walsh would have had been as dominant as they were. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Because, um, like, Reese Walsh and Sam Walker dominated all through the lower grades mm. with those the old rules. It didn't hinder them, but it wasn't the sole reason. Yeah, no. I think, I think Sam Walker kills it and Reese Walsh kills it in any um, yes. capacity. Uh, anyway. The only rule changes we're going to make is that when you're inside your own 40-meter line and a defensive team is offside, it won't be six again. It will be a penalty. Teams were giving away six again to keep the pressure on the other team. We want to eradicate that. If you give away a penalty and they get themselves out of their own territory, territory it takes away from that. That's the only thing we're looking at. In any sport or industry, you've got to look at ways at improving. You can't sit still, but we've done enough for the time being. Um, do you thoughts nailed it and all, just to be just for listeners it is my understanding that the refs have a discretion to blow a penalty if someone is lying too long so like a lot of people are like well it should have been for every every infringement inside the 40 it's a penalty but it, it's my understanding that the refs have the discretion of like that is so obvious that he's lying penalty is that your understanding yeah it's my understanding too and i think it's good i think it's i think it's a good change i yeah, I, I was worried watching that grand final that they weren't going to make a change. Yep. But I'm I'm glad they have. I, I think it'll open up the game a little bit more. Um, and you know, like I love that grand final. It was a great game. Yeah. But good God, it was hard watching the bunnies come out of their own end. Oh, they could. They literally they couldn't. It ha they haven't looked like that all year. Yeah, Twenty meters, they'd make yeah. max. Yeah. And max. You know, as you said, lie down six again. We're going to bash you, put you on your back, that tackle, and it doesn't matter. It does. It honestly doesn't matter. It honestly doesn't matter. Like and. And matter of fact, it's like it's almost even worse because that first tackle is so slow and absurd that you, you just get absolutely battered that next tackle and then battered the next tackle after that. Um, and I actually like that it's not an automatic penalty for lying on, in the ruck coming out of your own 40 and it's at the ref's discretion because if it is fourth tackle, I do want six again. You know what I mean? Let's say yeah. I'm at my 30 and it's fourth tackle and they lie on the tackle. I want six again. I don't want to kick the ball out. It's my only worry whenever the word discretion comes in, yeah, it's a grey area and you know, people will wait until there's a discretion call that doesn't suit them and then lose their heads. But that's just the reality of I our game. I honestly think that they'll be saying to the refs, 
Look, if it's on the first or second tackle, display the penalty. Yep. If it's third, fourth and fifth, it's up to you. Um, you know, so, yeah, going to be interesting. But I, 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 look, I'm glad they made the rule change. A lot of people are saying, oh, too many rule changes, too many rule changes. But when you actually think about the thought process of this rule change, it actually doesn't complicate the game for the players. It only complicates it for the referee. And what I mean by that is the players still have two options, lie on a player or not lie on a player. Uh, whereas the ref, they're the ones that it's a little bit more complicated. Am I inside the 40? Yes, I am. It's a penalty. I can't wait till he gives away his first penalty on the 41 metre line and everyone loses oh, their mind. No, I was thinking about That'll the same fun. thing. I was thinking about the same thing. I was like, oh no. We don't apply an inch of common sense. But there'll, be like, there'll be like replays, like try replays. Yeah, look at where his 40. foot is though. Yeah. Fuck. It's like, come on guys. Miss it's, me. Look, it's close. It's the red line. It's there. Um, going to be interesting if like, if, if defensive teams will go, they're over the 40 boys, let's just line them. Uh, that'll be really interesting. And well, Mate, I, uh, you know, I've been saying it for years on my podcast. The NRL, when Craig Bellamy decides he's had enough, they should hire him just to come sit in oh, their yeah. room and yeah. say, help us. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not smart yeah. enough to work out how the coaches are going to take advantage of this, but they'll find a way. Yeah. In 18 months' time, we'll be having another conversation why this didn't work and why we need to change something else because... Bellamy, Robinson, Hasler. Yeah. Just absolutely take it for a piss ride. I will say my only other big concern is play on their defensive try line. Uh, mm. I do feel that a lot of teams are just like, fuck it. We'll just, we'll just, because we've got our, you know, set defensive line, we're on our line, we'll just keep giving penalties away until they don't get And it sounds weird, but it's the easiest place to defend. Yeah. Because you're not, you, like, you've got to consider you're not going back 10, you're not on your back foot. Yeah, bang, bang, bang. It's a training drill. You're yeah. set, you hold your line. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's that is my concern. Where I I honestly believe, like, I, I hope they test it. I hope they test it New South Wales and Queensland Cup. But like, if you give two infringements away, I think third infringement, five in the bin, or something, something to deter just penalty after penalty after penalty. I, I it does my head in when the refs like, don't do it again. Another penalty, don't do it again. And he's like, bro, that like, the momentum is totally shifted now. They didn't score. Their, t- their head's down now, and all of a sudden, there's six points that they... Co- it turns to a 12-point turnaround. Um, so I hope, hopefully they look at ways at eradicating Which, which like, I think everyone would agree with that until, you know, uh, a front rower gives away three penalties, and then on the fourth one, your halfback gets sent off. Yeah, for sure. And then it's carnage. But in saying that, fucking... Yeah, yeah. TS, it's gotta, a team yeah. sport. You cop it. Yeah. You know, go, don't blow up at us. Blow up at your front rower that just gave away fucking three penalties. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Look, I think fans will always, you know, we'll all, no, I, I shouldn't say fans, we all will always complain. Um, <laughs> we just, we love that shit. I feel like after, you know, you'll be the same after being on social media for so long, it's like you've got a sixth sense for what is going to be the issue. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like you see it coming from a mile away. What grey area is going to screw us over here? Yeah, for sure. And also you see the, um, you see the rise and fall of players' love. So, for example, like it, it happens every time. Young Gun comes in, everyone loves them. They're the greatest. Couple years in, they're still killing it. Nah, he's, 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 he's overrated. He's shit. He's this. Perfect example, Penrith Panthers come in, they shake the comp up. <laughs> everyone loves them. Look at the swagger of the new boys. Look at the new breed that they're bringing in, the energy. It's all different. Fuck yeah, Penny Panthers. Next year, arrogant, cocky. Like, who do they think they are? The year before that, Canberra Raiders, the underdogs, up the fucking milk. Like, yeah, the boys, they're going to get the job done. The next year, 
they're you know they're rough. They're, you've got you know what I mean. It's just like every single time. Anyway, I remember when Cam Munster was like Joey because he got on the beers and played footy. And a year later, everyone's like, yeah, he needs to get off the drink for that. <laughs> yeah, sort himself out. It's like, fuck, what? You do realise yeah. that he was on a bender before he had that crazy, like, this is what he does. And he um, was the most popular guy in the country for a week. Yeah. 100%. Uh, oh, the beauty of rugby league. We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. Now, uh, we will get, oh, Panthers re-sign Edwards. Look, I, I mean, this is a by-the-numbers kind of thing. Like, he suits their team perfectly. Doesn't break the bank. But he actually, his stats, especially towards the end of last year, were actually getting close to, like, Teddy's stats. Let's have a look at the Panthers' record the last two years. He's lost four games of football in two years. Wow. Two of them were in origin-affected teams. Uh, you look back at that final series, who was the only Panthers player missing in week one against the South Sydney Rabbitohs? Wow. Dylan Edwards. He's so important for their meters in the start of their season. Came back in the next three weeks. Cleary thought he was going to get injured every single week, mm. and he killed it for three weeks, and they, they won out to win a premiership. So Yeah, I think it's great signing, and I just... When, like when you're the Panthers, you're almost like, oh, fuck, we're blessed because we've got this fullback that isn't going to break the bank, but we know we can win premierships with him. It's very Luke Patton. Mm. You know what you're getting every single week. He's loyal. He's consistent. You know he's not going to play Origin. You know he's not going to, you know, he's going to be there every single week and you're going to get value out of him every yep. single week. Absolutely. And, and he has... We can win premierships with We've him. We've shown we can win yeah, premierships. Like with it's him. not, you know, a lot of teams you look at and you look at their fullback and you go, like, even I don't care how good the rest of their team is, I don't, they can't win a premiership because their fullback is just not electric enough. Yeah. Whereas you look at, like, Edwards has proven, you know, obviously Cleary did a lot of heavy lifting, but that, that doesn't matter. A team, they, it's a team sport. Like, that, they've always, I think, I think people forget when Matt Moylan was at his absolute best, mm. his kid debuted and they moved Moyes at a six. Like, yeah. they've always had. Dylan Edwards, yeah. held in very high regard. I think it's a great story, especially for a guy like Dylan Edwards when you've sure. got Stephen Crichton in the team. For sure. Everyone wants Stephen Crichton at one, but they don't lose with him. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also, I feel like Crichton can be a weapon in other Anywhere. positions. Yeah. Literally, any other position, he can impact the game, the grand final. is Put it this way. Let's say they had a swapped Crichton at, to fullback and it was on the wing. He doesn't take that intercept. No one else takes that intercept. Literally. Other if, if, if Crichton was playing fullback the entire final series, I think they lose him week two. Yeah, that's true. Like he he had in every position that he played in was when he was yeah. out in the wing. He took an intercept in every game that was d decided the match. Yeah, and a couple of try savers too. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if you remember, Matty. You'd remember that game against you guys, week one of the finals. He killed it too, Stephen Crichton. I think he scored two tries. He was unreal. Yeah, didn't win the game. Edwards walks back in. Yeah, it's great. It's 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 such another perfect example of like. Sometimes the best player isn't the best player for that position. Yeah. You know, if you were going to pick a side, you would probably pick Crichton at fullback. But what he has to offer in other positions and the balance of the side, Edward suits it better. He he just does, which is, which is crazy because like I think Crichton is so fucking talented. I think he. It's going to be really interesting because I'm I'm not surprised they kept Crichton because he seems like a very loyal to, to that group. But he's going to want fullback money eventually. 100%. He's not going to stay on And he deserves money. it. He absolutely deserves yeah. it. Absolutely. Like, he, he's so good in my eyes. In a couple of years, if he continues developing the way he is, I can see a 700K contract given to him. Easy. Easy. He just came up with, I'm, I'm going to say, a top four grand final play ever. Yeah. So big. Fuck, it was big. And, and it was so good because it happened in the games before. Yeah. So it was like, that wasn't a fluke. This was a guy going for a play that he's good at and only he can do, and he did it. In the grand final, nailed Remember it. his debut? He ran on the field oh, and yeah. scored six seconds yeah. later. That was fucking mental. That was mental. Um, 
Actually, there is a, a, a I, I got this wrong too. I actually don't think that was his debut. It was his first game for the year. Can you look that up? Um, I'm not I, as confident now you say that. No, yeah. because I remember getting pizzled in the comments section. Oh, of course you did. Not his debut. And I was like, oh, fuck, sorry, bro. Um, like, <laughs> Bloke Navarro has gotten su- into such a place now. And I look, it's... it's. You're actually right too. He played the year before. Yeah, okay. I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm not right. The guy that the guy, pizzled yeah, me. Yeah, 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 the guy that pizzled me was right. Yeah, he played four games the year before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So look, hey, I'm just passing on my fucking trauma, all right? <laughs> um, but what's really interesting now is like, now I'm getting into a space where like, if I don't post like, you know, an also open thing, there'll be someone that's like, why the fuck aren't you posting this? And like, if I don't post a like, you know, and it's just like, bruh, like you do realize there's one dude doing this like, um, but it's it, in saying that, like I'm, I'm extremely lucky for it. Like you'd rather have that than not have that. Uh, but sometimes you're like, am I allowed to take the missus out? And actually live a little? Uh, anyway, um, <coughs> in saying that, fuck. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Extremely lucky to have it. Yeah. I used to be on a fucking work site covered in coal. Covered in coal. Guro. Gurino. Gurichi. Can you imagine me on a work site covered in coal? I don't think you could. Uh, I'm struggling to picture it. Couldn't imagine myself there. I can tell you that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 